Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron. We are so glad you are here with us today. We're looking at the Aleppo Codex. We've look, been looking the last few days at the archaeology of biblical manuscripts. I've done several podcasts over the months over the Dead Sea Scrolls, and uh, Lord willing, want to do a deeper dive even into those. But some things around that, especially the Old Testament. So we're here with the Aleppo Codex, and I think you'll find it fascinating. I know I have. So let's get started again. Thank you so much for being here with us. And please do invite your friends and family and church family, Sunday school classes, college Christian groups, and whoever else you would think would benefit from this. We're in the popular handbook of archaeology in the Bible. By Holden and Geisler, I use this as a textbook at Indiana Bible College in Christian Evidence. So the Aleppo Codex, the Aleppo Codex is the oldest Hebrew text of the entire Old Testament. The manuscript was copied in Israel about AD 925 by Shalomo ben Bayaya, heir of the well-known family of scribes who specialize in copying of biblical manuscripts. So you would think it would be fairly accurate. The Aleppo Codex is considered to be the earliest and most important manuscript of the Ben Asher tradition, which many would say that's the most accurate tradition. It identifies Aaron ben Moses ben Asher of the city of Tiberias, AD 930, as the writer of the vowel pointing marks, according to the colophon, or the writings at the end. The manuscript was preserved by key Jewish communities in and around Israel for over a thousand years. And so there are inscriptions in the text that seem to indicate it was written A.D. 929. And so this also points to the approximate time of the writing based on a comparative analysis of the handwriting found in another Shlimo ben Bayaya Pentateuch manuscript. Scholars have determined and confirmed that both manuscripts were indeed written by the same person, thus confirming it was written in what was written in the dedication of the Aleppo Codex. Mordecai Glatzer has suggested that the Codex was a personal property of Ben Bayai and was kept for many years as he continually corrected it, as a Masoretic commentary and editing spelling defects, among other things. The Aleppo Codex was known as the, and I've, I've tried to underline it and I've written through it, I want to say it is the Ketur, or the crown of Aleppo, and is considered to be the most accurate manuscript of the Masoretic tradition we possess today. Because this manuscript was corrected by Ben Asher's reputation as excellent scholar and the day was renowned, it was heavily relied upon as a standard text for the correction of books. Ben Asher was known to have put much effort into his work. And so it's been discovered that the Aleppo Codex and the pre-Masoretic text were practically identical with the discovery of the thousand-year anterior Dead Sea Scrolls. It is these factors and others that contribute to the fame of the highly regarded Aleppo Codex. So when they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, they were like, this is basically identical, except for a few orthographical points, with the Dead Sea Scrolls. And I think you can readily see the importance of it. By the mid-11th century A.D., the Aleppo Codex made its arrival in Jerusalem 
serving as authorized source for the Hebrew Bible to both the Karaites and the rabbinical Jews. Now, the Karaites, if you don't know who they are, they don't deal with the Talmud, anything like that. They're Bible only. And the King James translators seem to uh, really highly respect their work. Notice this authorized source, kind of like authorized version. At the end of the 11th century, when the Crusaders had conquered Jerusalem in 1099, the Codex was stolen from Jerusalem and subsequently taken to Egypt. See, that's just incredible to me. And so the journey of the Codex from Egypt to Aleppo, Syria, is unclear. At the end of the 12th century AD, it was still in Egypt, but the earliest record of its presence in Aleppo dates from the 15th century AD. So I don't know what happened in between time. Some have speculated that it was transferred during the end of the 14th century AD since it's known that the grandson of Moses Maimonides, grandson Rabbi David ben Yehoshua, traveled from Egypt to his home in Damascus. There's a beautiful photograph in this particular book by Holden and Geisler of the three columns of it, just absolutely gorgeous. The vowel pointed dashes beneath the consonant letters. It's currently on display at the Shrine of the Book Museum in Jerusalem. I've been there. I don't remember if I saw that there or not. So Mammonides' grandson came in to Aleppo in 1375. During this trip, Rabbi David brought along many manuscripts with him, one of which may have been the Aleppo Codex. Again, it is a fascinating journey. There's actually a book, a very famous book, written about the Aleppo Codex. But I want to stop there and give it its due diligence by doing a two-part series on this. So God willing, hope to pick up on this tomorrow and then enter into Codex Corensis from 895. Another, but it's not complete of the Old Testament. So God bless you. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe. Please uh, share with your friends. Please leave us a five-star review. Join us over at Facebook and YouTube under New Life of Albany, Georgia. Hope to see you there. God bless you. We appreciate you. And uh, thank you for praying for the ministry. Appreciate everything you do. Bye-bye.